A shout out to Curex for bringing you this episode. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex, the final step to better running. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's it going, Sarah, this last weekend of June? It is lovely. It is lovely. Your family, a family member has a birthday this weekend. She does. I got almost a 17 year old in the house. Uh (laughs) We're driving. (laughs) And I have a uh, almost 94 year old mother on on Sunday. She will cross that, uh, that line. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's two very important lines across 17 and Yes. Um, So on Sunday was supposed to be, um, I was supposed, I was supposed to be crossing an important line, the starting and hopefully the finish line of the Missoula Marathon. Yeah. 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 That's not happening. Um, But uh, so it is our third out of four virtual races in our Love the Run You're With series. And um, you can, as you know, Dim, since you wrote the plan, you can slice and dice it any way you want. So, um, but if you're following the plan, if you're following the, which track would that be to get to the 10 miler? There, it's, it's not necessarily a track. You can do um, any distance. I mean, ideally you can do a 10 K or a 10 mile this, this round. Yeah. Yeah. So my plan so do 10 miles, because I didn't realize that I could also do a 10K. Maybe I'll change my tune. Um, but I was going to, I'm going to try to race a 10 miler to really see what my, tr- what can result from heart and soul training. Nice. Good. Do you have a nice, good course picked out? So uh, that's what I, um, I like to have something to kind of chew on mentally as I go to sleep. Um, so for the past couple nights, it's been trying to decide the course and finally, last night when I was brushing my teeth, I came up with what I think is a really good one. It is um, almost exclusively flat. It's very pretty. It's through this um, large meadow. It has a paved trail that then connects to a um, trail that runs parallel to the Columbia River, which divides Oregon from Washington. And so it runs... Um, there's, a, there's the river, there's the trail, then up this little berm, there's a kind of, I wouldn't say highway, it's a two lane road, but the traffic gets pretty fast. And then there's the airport on the other side, but the airport's pretty quiet right now. So (laughs) it's very tranquil out there and the river's very pretty. And I'm just going to do an out and back. I was going to say an out and back. Good, good. Mm -hmm. Nice. What what time are you starting? Well, probably pretty early, although we do have rain predicted on Sunday, which, you know, if it was February, maybe I'd be like, oh, that's going to suck. But Oh, these days I really like, I really like rain. Um, last Sunday, I guess when I went on my run, it was a little warmer than I would have liked, but it started to rain. I was like, yes, cool me down. Um, so I don't know. I haven't quite gotten that far in my planning. I have though put a goo liquid, their new energy um, source that's kind of a hybrid between a, a liquid and a gel. And I just put a strawberry banana flavored one in the freezer. So then I will tuck that in my pocket and it'll be 
along the way. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll be like uh, the five mile slushy. So I'm pretty excited. And I was like, well, I'm thinking of it on Friday, two days early. This is, I'm firing on all cylinders. That'll be great. Well, good luck. Have fun with it. Yeah. Yes. I'll be doing, uh, I think tomorrow, uh, which is Saturday. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go for 75 miles on the bike. Um, wow. Try to get to 100 by the following the end of July, but uh, it may be a very slow 75 miles. It's, we just took uh, some time off. We were away last weekend at a friend's cabin and um, just kind of hit a hit a little bit of a lull as far as getting on the bike. So, uh, so, but maybe maybe that'll be good. Maybe we'll feel really fresh and, and ready to go for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You weren't all excited to get back on your newly um, adjusted to year frame frame. But- I'm excited to be on it for sure, but it just kind of has worked out just with different things going on in the morning and the dogs needing walking. And it's just getting so hot here mm. in the middle of the day that if you don't go in the morning um, or kind of late, like, you know, early evening, which I don't like to go because it's like twilight then. And mm-hmm. um, so that's not great for visibility. And I don't like to exercise late because then I just get all hepped up, you know, mm-hmm. before trying to go to sleep. So, mm-hmm. um so yeah, so I just it's just it just has a bit. It's just been one of those weeks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all right. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll we'll do the distance regardless and um and have fun. So good, good, good. All right. Well, this first question comes from Jessica in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, Jimmy and Sarah. This is Jessica from Mechanicsburg, PA. Um, I just finished my long run of the week, first training run for my fall marathons. Um, if they happen. Um, and I like to finish my runs, especially during this pandemic, a little bit of a distance from my house and um, walk the rest of the way home because I do really enjoy um, just that time away from home and just that time to relax um, after my run and before I get home and have to become, you know, the mom of two boys again. Um, but my question is, like, I want to start doing more recovery afterwards in terms of hydration and food and fuel um, as I'm getting older, just to better prepare my body for, you know, going on long runs. Um, this is actually the first run where I'm going to be doing the noon recovery, so I'm super excited to try it. Um, but if I have like a 15-minute or so walk at the end of my run, am I getting in that recovery hydration or food or fuel or whatever it may be um, quick enough? Is there a time period that I really need to get that fuel in? Because um, I do really enjoy this time that I can just kind of – catch my breath again (laughs) at the end of a run. I really appreciate everything you ladies do. Um, You've gotten me through a lot of long runs, um, especially during this pandemic, and I really appreciate it. Thanks. So that's a great question, Jessica. Thank you for being uh, part of AMR and trying the new noon recovery. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Part of the podium series. Mm -hmm. Um, And for also paying attention to recovery in many ways, because that walk that you're doing is actually the best thing that you could do for yourself. Um, right. I think that people know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cooling down is really an important part of um, warming up and cooling down, which I know I am very guilty of skipping, <laughs> especially the cool down part, right? Because it's like, I'm done. I want to be done. I've got things to do, right? But that mm-hmm. 15 minutes just allows everything to kind of come back down, settle back down, and kind of sets you back up for uh, your next workout. Right, right. Well, that's a good way to look at it, that she should maybe look at it as a cool down that leads into her recovery. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, conventional wisdom, including in our second book, Train Like a Mother, there used to be that there was this recovery window 
that was 45 minutes long, that that was when your muscles were most open to kind of accepting, I'm really dumbing this science down because that's my grasp of it, um, the protein and carbs that they needed to rebuild. And that, you know, so 45 minutes, you know, you can kind of, as a mom, you can kind of blink and 45 minutes has gone by. So, um, so research is now showing that the recovery time is, is more like two hours post-workout. So Jessica, you know, taking that 15 minutes, you know, you're not eating up a quarter of the, or a third, sorry, let me do my math. Not strong on math either. Um, a third of the time of the recovery window, you know, it's a much, you know, 15 minutes out of two hours is, is not a big chunk. So um, it's not a worrisome delay. No, I don't think so. I mean, I would say, you know, I mean, especially after a long run, though, I mean, you do want something. I mean, most of the coaches that um, we work with in the Train Like a Mother Club say something within 30 minutes, right? But that still gives you 15 minutes. And it's something meaning um, a box of chocolate milk, right? A chocolate milk drink box or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you have stashed in your car or you could even... You know, I mean, I don't know what her route is like, you know, but you could even stash something. You could even stash your noon recovery and take that as you do your 15 minute walk, like Mm -hmm. something like that. But um, but there is definitely Coach Liz has talked about it. Um, Stephanie and the ultra plan. I mean, it's especially after a long run. It's really important to get that process of healing started Mm -hmm. up really quickly. Um, And so a good meal within two hours is important, you know, getting all the everything, you know, kind of back on track and filling up all those reserves. But getting something to jumpstart that um, muscle healing and recovery um, is important. But again, 15 minutes, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's perfect. I think, you know, you just need to think about, okay, if I'm taking 15 minutes to do this, what do my next 15 minutes looks like? Do you grab a smoothie when you walk in the door? Do you grab that noon recovery and head up to the shower? Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, that's, you're good. She's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, grab and go and keep going and keep going. Yes. (laughs) All right. This next question comes from someone in your neck of the woods, Jennifer in Denver. Hi, this is Jennifer from Denver. um, And I had a question regarding recovery. I've done a few training cycles using the heart and soul plan or what it was called before then um, with you guys for half marathon. And then I'm currently doing the love the run you're with um, virtual race series. I found that the last four or five, um, after the last four or five long runs I've had, I've had a heck of a time recovering. I do take a rest day the day after, and then when I'm supposed to run the day after the rest day, I find that my entire body is still kind of exhausted, achy, almost like I need a second rest day. Um, So if you guys have any ideas regarding nutrition, what I should be doing during those rest days, um, I am still adhering to kind of a heart rate training like um, pace during those long runs. So I am generally staying in zone one, zone two, unless it calls for speed work. Um, anyhow, thank you. Oh, being tired after a rest day. Well, I think there's a couple things about that. Don't you think, Sarah? I do. And, you know, people listening might be like, hey, wait a minute, that last, the first question was about recovery. Why do you got another question about recovery? And I just thought, you know what? I don't think this is just a coincidence that we got two questions about this. Like, you know, there's a reason for this trend and it's not just about running. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so a couple of things. I mean, we'll go into definitely why, like how it could be running specific. Mm-hmm. But of course, I mean, you guys have heard us say this again and again, like stress is stress, right? Your body doesn't have little, you know, file folders that says this is <laughs> 
this is mental stress. This is stress about the world. This is stress about my family, you know, where you get to fill each one up and they all kind of, you know, disassociate from one another. That's not how it works. It just comes in as, oh my gosh, I am in fight or flight. My cortisol levels are crazy high because I, you know, because of everything that's going on. There, there's no time to be off right now. There's just mm-hmm. zero time to not have your brain worrying about something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It takes its toll. I mean, it takes its toll, in, um, you know, and your legs feel heavy. So maybe that might, we, we'll talk about that. But you need to understand that. Um, I mean, I just saw a tweet from somebody and they're like, oh, um, I can't wait to get to, into bed tonight. Oh, I hope I sleep deeply. I miss de- sleeping deeply so much. And wow. I, now, like, I think we can all relate to that in some way. I mean, certainly there are better nights than others, but I can, I mean, I can tell you I'm waking up a ton more, um, worrying a ton more. Like there's just so much going on that it's mm-hmm. hard not to internalize it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just kind of thought like, maybe that's at the root of this. So, but as you said, let's talk um, running specific or exercise specific, you know, rest day protocol you know, particularly for somebody like Jennifer, who is feeling still fatigued or, you know, kind of achy or whatnot, even after a rest day, that really then is important to to practice resting, (laughs) you know, so that means no exertion, not even a walk. If you are again, feeling sore and tired after a rest day, you know, you could possibly do some light dynamic stretching and foam rolling, soak in an Epsom salt bath, you know, be sure to take in the protein and carbs, like we talked about in the previous answer and hydrate well, you know, that really, it just doesn't mean being like, oh, okay, great. Don't, you know, I just won't exercise today and just do, 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 go on with regular life. You really have to kind of, has to be a conscious effort to be resting, which sounds a little down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And foam rolling is going to make a big difference if your legs feel heavy. So, and it's not just on your rest day, you know, mm-hmm. hitting them for five minutes, you know, a couple times a week would make a difference. Your calves, your quads, your glutes, um, and then, and then I think you also just kind of need to remember that we are, I don't know when this, oh, it's, it's, this question's from mid June. So we're still in the middle of summer. So that is going to contribute hydration, nutrition, mm. said protein, carbs, fat, you know, um, not so much sugar, which is hard to do again during this pandemic time, but there's a lot of stuff, but then, then going deeper. I mean, if this is something where you're like, wow, this is really new and I don't, you know, and I haven't changed that much. You know, she said that she's done, um, you know, several training cycles of training by heart rate. So this isn't new to her or that mm-hmm. that's not new to her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where are you in your, um, you know, of the cycle of menopause, right? <laughs> or menopause or periods or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, iron deficiency is a big thing in women. So that is, um, and that is, I mean, I remember, when I was training um, for Ironman, and I, and I know it sounds like, yeah, of course you were training for Ironman, you were low on iron, but I mean, <laughs> the the uh, the the way I felt like mm-hmm. during a run was so significantly different than how mm-hmm. I've ever felt during a run, and that's mm-hmm. I mean that's just a clue right there, right? And so I would be like, I don't know what is going on, you know. For me, then, you know, a forty-five minute run was like asking me to go get the mail, you know, and I would be like. <laughs> I am wiped. Like I am wiped after a very easy 45 minute run. Like what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I looked into it and I know you've had uh, issues with anemia as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. that to get your, you know, get that checked out, um, thyroid levels, hormones. I mean, it's definitely, you know, if it's, if it feels like it's just a passing thing with the weather and stress and all that stuff, you know, you can let it go for a little bit, um, and do all the self care that we talked about. And then if it doesn't, 
abate at all, then it's time to, to call a doctor and get, get some blood work going just because, you know, it's a pretty easy fix, iron. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Constipated. <laughs> so <laughs> be ready for that. Um, but other than that, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, it's not hugely expensive. It's an easy test, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jennifer can call us and ask us for constipation cures and advice. <laughs> Castor oil, uh, <laughs> aloe vera juice. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that aloe vera juice. Do your kids like aloe vera drinks? Um, well, so no, so so this is very Ellie. So just so you know, I've got to credit the source, but it's not aloe vera juice. It's like oh. aloe vera. Um, I think it's probably called extract. Or it might be called Ooh. juice, but it it is the true. It's not the one that has twenty grams of sugar in it. Um, which is if you look at a lot of drinks that have aloe vera in it, it's like basically like hepped up lemonade. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just a straight up aloe vera. It does work. You can put it, I mean, it's a little tough to swig down, um, but you can put it like a smoothie or, you know, oh. um, mix it up in something else. Or sometimes I put it in LaCroix or something like that. Oh, cause my kids just love those aloe drinks. And, and yeah. I mean, yeah. they like the ones that really have a lot of stuff floating in it. And I'm just like, oh, they're just like, come on, mom, try it again. Try it again. I'm like, no, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like the things, the things, the floaties. I do not like, and I like tapioca. So it's not, you know, and I like tobiko on my sushi. It's not like I have a problem with little kind of floaty globules, but those, I don't know what it is about those. Is about bubble tea though, or is it aloe vera drinks that you're talking about? No, oh, they like both of those, but right now they're really on an aloe vera kick. Because, okay. you know, you can get that at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and all that. Sure, sure. Supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a tangent. Uh- <laughs> it does work. So, but you got to like straight up if you want the, you know, the medicinal stuff. <laughs> One of the best parts of our AMR gig is talking to runners across the country and beyond. Dimity and I have talked to so many women, whether in person or on podcasts, and it pains us when we talk with injured runners or someone who's struggling. We love to offer solutions, whether advice or product recommendations. So let us introduce you to Curex Insoles, which we think of as the final step to better running. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. We know there are a lot of add-to-your-shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't just be cushioning and shouldn't also be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex insoles are flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. Dimity and I both have high arches on our feet, knees, hips, and backs. Thank us for adding Curex insoles to our shoes. Earlier this year, before I started training for what was supposed to be my 15th marathon, I really worried whether my aging body would be able to handle the mileage and volume of training. I was delighted it could, and I give credit to Curex for carrying me through. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit Curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us. All right. This question is from Susan from Southern Indiana, who by the cadence of her speech seems to be calling while on a run. So we love that. Hi, this is Susan from Southern Indiana. I have a question. We've talked about what side of the road we should run on for safety. We've talked about potentially crossing over at blind curves. 
But I run on almost nothing but backcountry roads that are fairly severely graded for drainage. Any suggestions for evening out the wear and tear on my legs? since my left leg has to run on a much lower surface than my right leg much of the time. Thank you much. Y'all are doing a great job. Bye. Okay, so I absolutely adore this question. Uh, with with Susan harkening back to two previous topics that we'd covered on this show, it's like, oh, you pay attention. Thank you. And you remember. Um, so, and I also love that, sh- that she brings in a perspective that we lack, that of a rural runner, which is a little tough to say, um, because we don't have drainage ditches alongside Portland City Roads. I, I'm thinking they might not have them in Denver either. No. So um, I just love being reminded that we all see such different landscapes and sites and terrain and all that stuff on our daily runs so absolutely absolutely yeah. so it sounds like she's kind of maybe um i don't well in the middle of nowhere i mean let's just put it out there it sounds like she's in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with nothing but country roads um so i mean ideally you know you don't want to run on the you know on the wrong side of the road you know with your right right leg up yes right down um forever right or you know i mean so ideally if you could hit some trails if you could find a path um, or go to a park maybe once a week that has a flat you know that doesn't have a lot of camber in the road that would be good um mm-hmm. you know just you know just thinking like long term about how you know how it kind of will wear you down right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah or i don't know susan if you have access to a gym eventually maybe um, i'm not sure where indiana is in the reopening phase but you know eventually I thought you were know, where Indiana is, and I'd be like, <laughs> I do know. I my my nephew used to live in in uh, Indianapolis, so okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, although I did miss our trip there because of my broken ankle, but I I do know where it is. So so if um you know Susan, if you have access to a treadmill at some point, obviously that would be great because that is a level surface. So, but otherwise, you know, thinking um about some strength exercises to counter that continual wear and tear because. I think it's just going to be doing a number on her IT band, her hips, her knees. You know, what, what are some moves you'd suggest him? I mean, it's everything that that kind of keeps your hips as strong and aligned as possible. You know, so that when you do go out of alignment, they're able to come back. You know, they they they're able to support it because they're strong. So, you know, clamshells and donkey kicks and mm. leg lifts, anything that you can think of, like Jane Fonda did on the floor. <laughs> <Yes>. You know. <laughs> Um, walking with a resistance band, you know, doing the, 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 you know, side to side shuffle and the monster walk back and forth and mm-hmm. anything that kind of just, you know, um, really targets your glutes, targets your hips, keeps yourself nice and strong and keeps everything kind of playing together as far as all your muscles and tendons go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then depending on what time of day you run, Susan, I'm and how much vehicular traffic there is. I mean, if these are major roads or if there's kind of, you know, quiet country roads, that sort of thing. I'm wondering if it's possible for, for you to run in the middle of the road where hopefully it's flat. And because my experience with um, Cambered Roads was Big Sur Marathon in 2010, and I'd read about it ahead of time that the second half in particular has quite, the road's quite canted. And boy, I really, really felt it. And I tried to, based on the reviews I'd read, um, even though I think at that point, there's only one lane of traffic closed because um, it's on Highway 1. And so they need to, which is a 
the only road that goes north south along that part of the coast. So you don't you can't go all the way to the middle, but I tried to at least get toward the middle so that I wasn't, you know, completely lopsided. Yeah, you aren't doing to chong, to it's like a six inch, I know it's not a six inch differential, but it's like, it feels significant. I mean, again, and if the traffic is pretty minimal, you could also, um, quote unquote, even yourself out and run on the wrong side of the road, like meaning not the runner side, but run with traffic on the way back. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like um, we're not, you know, that's not the, the safest way to do it. But if there's, you know, if you're going to see two cars on your run, it might be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then from, I did a little digging on the on the interweb and that it sounds like um that you'd think it would be more i would think it's more the left leg um but the right one is actually what's taking a lot of the brunt of this in particular it makes your um the foot that's higher up um pronate more or over pronate and so possibly thinking about wearing a little bit more of a stability or motion control shoe then, you know, if, if you're regular, if you were to run on a treadmill and they're like, Oh, you know, you can just have a cushioning shoe. You don't need any stability or motion control. And so just thinking about maybe kind of a, a light motion control shoe. So, yeah. 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 Nice work. I love that. Good job calling the road, Susan. Yes. Yes. Indiana, I love it. <laughs> All right. This one is from Whitley in Atlanta. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Whitley calling from Atlanta. Sarah, this question is for you since I know you've talked about doing bar class before. I just did my first virtual bar class and I loved it and it was much harder than I expected. So I wanted to know how you feel like bar has helped or complemented your running and how often you do it. Thanks. All right. Well, I have taken exactly one bar class in my whole life, Sarah. down two, up two is that what, what oh there's a lot it is it it's a lot of very precise slow movements and so um so i used to take bar class thank you first of all whitley for for knowing that i do those things so i used to take an hour-long class twice a week then maybe about two years ago i switched to once a week swapping in a, a strength training like a circuit class instead and I originally started taking it because the owner of the studio who I've been friends with for a really long time, I adore her. She knows I'm a big runner and she is like, Sarah, your hips and glutes are in need of something. <laughs> so um, I had been doing a circuit class that had kind of like a, a lot of heavy weights and a lot of complex moves. And I just was really just not very adept at it. And so she was like, I think you'd really benefit from taking a bar class. So um, she thought it would open up my hip, hips, make my hamstrings more flexible, strengthen my glutes. Cause I had, you know, kind of the weak classic runners, but, um, so it's not a magic cure. I'm, I'm still very inflexible, but bars definitely made me have stronger butt muscles and a slightly stronger core. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Sarah, you have a strong core. I'm laughing at the way you said it. <laughs> no, it is. No, you should be laughing. I was, going, I was trying to think of a joke that I could insert in. <laughs> um, so, and I really like it. You know, um, the class has really good music. I like the camaraderie of the class. So, and I feel I get a lot out of it. I, obviously, I have not been doing it um, since mid-March, and I miss it. Um, started doing, going back to strength classes being held outdoors. Um, How's that? Um, it's good. It's good. It was, um, so it's smaller class size. There's a maximum of eight. We meet in the inside of the track at the high school. So it's, um, it's turf. 
Mm-hmm. And we each get our own mat. We each get um, one or two pieces of, um, you know, a, a, like a dumbbell or a kettlebell, something like that. We each get our own band. And then he has, the guy's name is Mitch, and he has um, uh, us like t- demos three moves for us and then tells us the reps. And then we go through those three moves three times. And then we take a little break and do a little cardio with, um, he lays out a ladder um, you know, I'm not a rigid ladder that you'd go up on your roof with, but you know, a training ladder and then little um, uh, kind of hurdles and it has us go side to side over those. I mean, they're quite low, um, go side to side and stuff like that. So it's really fun. It was, I mean, it was a beautiful day on Monday. So it was just nice to be outside and um, it's just a great guy. So it was, it was fun to. Well, it's good to just deal with people too, right? Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also, so Dim, I had, you know, I was, um, very dedicated to doing strength training 20 minutes, you know, two times a week during this heart and soul training as prescribed by the training program. And, um, you know, I wouldn't always watch the videos and sometimes I'm just like, okay, I like doing this move, this move, you know, I do mix it up with a whole bunch of moves and, and really do 20 minutes of it, not just, you know, the, I don't know, five moves or something. And, but boy, I got to say, when you do it with a 25 pound kettlebell, it's a whole lot different. (laughs) Yes, it is. is. Those videos accessible for everybody, right? Because a lot of people don't have 25 kettlebells. Yeah. So, but yeah, it definitely makes it a little harder. Yeah. um, Yeah. Oh my gosh, like doing squats or lunges or whatnot with the 25 pound kettlebell. I mean, my glutes were just screaming at me on Tuesday. And even till Wednesday morning, I actually went swimming on Wednesday morning instead of running because I'm like, I want to like do really well this weekend at the race. And I don't know, what did I make a wrong move by taking that strength class? Oh, uh, nothing new on race week. I'm just, <laughs> but that's all right. No, you'll do You'll do well. yeah, yeah, and you know, only only my ego is on the line, so that it can get trampled. That's fine. Um, so we are very much in need of questions, listeners. We really, really want to hear from you. And um, you know, as uh, Susan showed, you can, and as Dimity has encouraged people to do, you can call on the run when a question just pops into your mind. You can just call and maybe program in our number right now. As I say it, it is. 470-BADASS-1. That is 470-223-2771. Please call. Um, when you call, give us your first name, where you're calling from, keep your message to 90 seconds or less. We really need questions. And it, um, the phone doesn't ring anywhere. It just goes straight to voicemail. So day or night, no matter when it is, give us a call, please. Two in the morning. If you're having a COVID night, just give us a call. <laughs> yes. So, and please tell your friends about this show as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast and AMR Trains. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel so inclined, a rating, a four or five star rating is super helpful to help people find us and also, you know, makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, the more listeners we have, the easier it is to keep cranking out episodes. Yes. Keep the questions coming. We're here with answers. Yeah.